Alrighty, so let's get this show on the road then. All right, cool. Um, we got to come up with an <clears throat> intro. Ba, 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 intro? Ba, ba. <laughs> oh, a little song. Do or a little some dance. kind of weird intro for After Hours with Thrive Sanctuary. Today we're going to be talking about content mails and whether they're worth it or not. I kind of got inspired by this a little bit because of uh, Megan's post on Twitter recently. <laughs> Megan oh, Grant is she, anti... She? Yeah, she's anti-content mail. Oh, sure. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. There's... I can see your reasonings behind it, but um, I also see the reasonings behind why you'd want to use content mills in the first place. I'm a living example of making a living at it. Granted, I probably could have made way more money, but when you have no idea what you're doing, content mills are great. When you're just starting out, sure. Yeah. Um, like, I had no idea what I was doing as a freelance writer. Like, I didn't know anything about content mill or not content mills. Um, AP style writing like my most of my right. writing came from college and that's like Oxford style so that it's like mm-hmm. a completely different setup so I had the hardest times trying to fix my comma usage for mm-hmm. a year and a half mm-hmm. yeah commas <laughs> commas fuck everyone up on text broker that that that's the what keeps all of us from ego four star when we start out yeah. it's a damn commas um yeah that was the biggest issue I had it's commas. And wow, they had sent me back my, um, they, when they do their updates, you didn't put mm-hmm. a comma here, there, no serial commas. Um, right. I had to learn how to, comma. back then you had to learn how to spell internet with a capital I. Nowadays it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, no. God, there was like a ton of stuff had, that was like. You had to spell uh, out percent. Yeah. But now you, now you don't. Now you don't. Now you can use a symbol. Yeah, it's a. Whole uh, whole different ballgame. So when you first when you have no idea what you're doing, content mills are great because the editors will essentially tell you what you're doing wrong, and then you do what I do and or did and took to Google. I learned everything from Google searches. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, I I think all of us. That's what I did. I mean, I pretty much I taught myself. Well, between that and feedback from the editors, that's what. Got me, got me going. So, yeah, um, the Intercept Text Broker, um, Writer Access, and con- uh, Constant Content um, helped me out a lot. I don't think I ever sold anything mm-hmm. on Constant Content, but I did write a few. Right. That's what happens when you don't write shit people want to buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can crank out some right. words, but no one wants to buy it, so it doesn't really matter. Right, right. And I imagine, I haven't used constant content, but I would imagine that by now they must have just an insane amount of content up there yeah. sitting around waiting, waiting to be purchased after all these years. That was, yeah, yeah that was, um, that was one of the first places that I looked at, um, when I got into, uh, online writing back in 2012. Yeah. And so I took a look at it and there was that, there was, there's some other ones, um, Guru. Don't they ever use uh, Guru? There was Guru, and I think, I think it was Elance. See, Elance turned into Upwork. Are they Upwork now? I can't remember if they turned to Upwork or if it was FreelanceWriter.com. One of them changed. Elance. I tried oh, Elance at the very be beginning, freelancer. but right after I started playing, taking a look at Elance, they changed, and uh. I can't remember who they changed into. 
God, that was a long time ago. I almost forgot about oh, that. Oh, if, yep. if only we knew how to Google stuff. <laughs> uh, Elance is now oh, Upwork. Okay. okay. It's Upwork. If autofill is correct. Yeah. Fuck it. Work. Yeah. Oh, Odet. Oh, there was Elance Odet. Odet. That's, That's right. right. Odet. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. And then they merged and now they're Upwork. Okay. We're smart. We're so prepared yeah. for this. We well, we know was... what we're talking about. Man, that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. The, those are platforms that I did not write for. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to do – and, like, Guru had – I think you had to pay to be on Guru, and then you still had to, like, pitch clients, like, on um, – uh, well, Elance, e Elance I think, yeah. it was like that. Upwork. I had an account yeah, I, I, on Odesk, but I never really used it. And then one time I tried to mm -hmm. log into it and find out that it got merged. That's what happened. Ah. That was, like, eight years ago. Um, uh, does your glass say fireball on it? I thought I saw that last time. No, it says Drambuoy. I'm trying to get Drambuoy, Fireball, or Old Smoky to sponsor our show. <laughs> so I figure I'll, I'll drink all three. One of them's bound to hit us. <laughs> He's the man. If he can't write it, no one can. <laughs> Yo, peeps, how's it going, Ron? Hi, everyone from Samantha. Hey, Ron. Damn, what's up? Um, but yeah, it's uh. I it takes a lot of work to really uh to be mm. a success on um content mills. Like when I first started, I was lucky to get like maybe twenty five dollars a week, but I was also working full time at the school district at that and I really didn't know what I was doing. I started off as a three star, so I grabbed whatever orders were available, which was like slim to none. And it took a lot of work to get to a point where I could quit the school district. Right. I had to grind it really hard, but I was able to do it. Well, mm, mm -hmm. and see, that's my point. I was go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, I was no, I was just gonna say because um, like I mean, everyone like the people that are joining us right now, they're regular subs. But I was thinking, oh, because for the podcast, like if we get new people listening, maybe we should start off by saying, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, a little bit about a little bit about like real quick. What are content mills? What what kind of sites uh, are we talking uh, about? And then share your experience with them. And then then uh, from there we'll just kind of you know what I mean? I don't know. Like uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. Start that's at the start point. at start at the beginning kind of thing <laughs> for uh for the new folks. I don't know. Okay, well since uh, we're actually since we have an actual uh podcast theme and an actual, oh, yeah. <laughs> actual topic, uh we usually just kinda wing it and we just kinda like start going into it and we're like, what are we even gonna talk about? I don't oh, know. Everybody knows what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> right. Hey Ron, how's it going? Neo Soul Rider, hello. Um okay, so I guess we'll start off with the content mills, if you don't know, are essentially um, organizations that connect you, the writer, to someone who's looking for content. Now, normally it's businesses. Sometimes it'll be blog owners. Pretty much anybody looking for any kind of written piece, uh, especially with tax broker. Now, a lot of them later on, like Writer Access, have been adding a lot more stuff to it, so you can do like graphics and whatnot. Um, tax broker is still strictly text. Um, I haven't got a chance to be on Upwork because they denied me, the fuckers. 8,000 articles I've completed for thousands of clients across the globe. But no, I can't work for you. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Sit and spin then. I don't care. <laughs> right. I'm too busy for you anyway. <laughs> hmm. Especially nowadays. But uh, like I know a lot of um, 
a lot of experts out there they bash uh, content mills because the downside to a content mill is that you're paid per word and you're usually paid pretty low and the content mill itself takes like a certain percentage of whatever the client puts in and textbooker is at 30 percent so like if you're a four star on textbook you're only making 1.4 cents a word doesn't sound like a lot until you get as good as i am pat myself on the back where i can crank out an average of 1100 words an hour that's including research time and with it also depends on the type of client and some clients you get are wicked easy uh, i've been on some teams where i actually got paid less than 1.4 cents a word but they were so easy that i wound up making more money because i can rip through them so fast and so it really uh, depends on the client and how fast you become. I didn't wake up that day being Mr. Badass. It took me a year and a half, but it's possible to make a living at it. I did. It. So, but yeah, a lot, I know a lot of experts um, frown on content mills because of the pay. Uh, you do absolutely get paid more from direct, um, from um, uh, private clients, but a lot of private clients that are out there want at least a bachelor's degree or extensive experience in it. I know because I've applied a lot of them. And mm -hmm. without that bachelor's degree in literature or some kind of fine arts, um, you've got to have some kind of background in writing. And that's why I kind of glom to content mills because it does give you that experience. Yeah, exactly. That was, uh, that was the, the big selling point uh, I think especially for brand new writers or even like um, like when I started, I wasn't, I wasn't a writer. I didn't even consider myself a brand new writer. I was a non-writer is yeah. the way I would probably like, I wasn't looking to be, to be a, have a writing career or anything like that. And I think um, a lot of folks who come to content mills, they just, they kind of hear about it as a way to make money, you know, um, like you see a YouTube video, like, ways to make a hundred dollars a day and one of them will be writing for content mills or whatever. So, um, it's the, 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 the bar is pretty low. I mean, you don't have to have a degree. You don't need to have clips of previously published work. Um, zero experience required. You just kind of sign up, take a test and you're in. Um, and they put yeah. you in whatever category based on on the quality of your, your writing sample. So yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was it's, it was it was not intimidating, you know. Yeah. So I think that's that's why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's why I continue to do it. Is just uh, it's it's a pretty easy gig, you know. Yeah. Um, like going with private clients is, uh, um, yeah, you make more money just because you're you're cutting out the middleman you know you don't have the content mill as a middleman between the end client and you the writer but uh yeah, yeah but if you want clients of your own you gotta you gotta go pitch <laughs> and cold call and cold email and uh that's not for everyone a lot of people freak out yeah. right there like yeah. like for me like that that's what stopped me in my tracks. Oh yeah, more times than a, I could count. You have anxiety issues, so I can see how something like that I would, do. Yeah, I, I, I do. can see how something like that would trigger it. Yeah, because you gotta like, put yourself out like there. shit. I, I don't even want to work for 
someone who I know personally because <laughs> it's trying like to throw ah, a ton of money at you. Because <laughs> it's like, ah, it's gonna get weird. I'll just keep doing content mill stuff because then I, I love the ability to pick and choose with content mills. It's like I can look through at topic after topic. They've got like somewhere like text brokers got hundreds of articles to choose right. from. And it's like, mm, I'll just scroll through. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, maybe this one, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't have someone telling me, okay, you got five articles due this week. Here they are. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't feel comfortable with those topics. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's the big plus for me is the freedom and um, just the lack of pressure Yeah. with, uh, doing the content mill stuff oh yeah i can definitely like uh you really don't have uh and and it's anonymous so you you get that social element where you don't have your face attached to it so it's like a shot of bravery really because yeah yeah anonymous so you can't you don't have to worry about anybody coming back at you for anything yeah we uh i think we talked to it about that either last week's podcast or the week before um or maybe it was on the Monday live stream. I forget, but um, do so much. It that's <laughs> a, a big, uh, a big plus uh, for some people. Again, it, it all comes down to what works for you. We say that all the time on any topic that we talk about on any of our websites. Right. It just comes down to what works for you, right? You yeah. know, and um, like one of the things that that's wonderful for a lot of writers that is um liberating is the anonymous nature of content mill work. Um, because you're a ghostwriter, so your name doesn't show up yeah. uh, on the work. Um, your client will put their name on it, um, and that's it, you know. Um, but for some writers, I mean, that could be a, um, a disadvantage uh, to some of us who, of course, we want to have mm-hmm. more our name on stuff. But um, it could also be really a big advantage for for those, again, as, as I think of, like, um, the new writers, the inexperience, or just those that kind of freak out about stuff. It's like, it's kind of liberating to be able to write a, a short 500, 700 word article on a topic that I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. but I don't have to freak out about any, no one's going to call me out and say, well, who are you to write about this topic? You yeah. know, you're not a, a plumber or a marketer or really? a you know, electrician or what, depending on whatever topic it is like, um, you know, so it like for people who struggle with, um, um, imposter syndrome, yeah. content, ghostwriting is great oh, yeah. because as long as you, you can just get into the topic, Google it, research that shit and just write about it. And you don't have to worry about credentials or who am I and all those nagging self doubts. You could just say, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to write it for the client. And the client actually is an expert. They're the ones who have the business and they're doing the work. This is, these are usually real businesses that they just, they have a blog to try to attract clients. So yeah. you're writing their blog post for them. And um, if you do a good job and it's accurate, then they're going to approve it and pay you. And so it's like problem solved, you know? Yeah. So that's a really, really big benefit that I like. Yeah. Another big benefit on, on my end. I can I can attest to that. I I didn't feel as much like right now. I feel a lot of imposter syndrome because of all the different things I'm doing. I I get I still have issues when I do YouTube videos, um, or when I'm writing despair stuff like that, where it'll seep at me. But when I was doing content mails, I didn't feel that at all. It's like crank it up, be done. 
Yeah. Bap, 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 one after another. Didn't phase me in the slightest. I'm going to go back to the chat now. We got Ron Kincaid says, has anyone ever written for Content Fly? I've never heard of it. I have heard of it, and I'm wondering if that's one that I signed up for. Let me just check real quick. <laughs> um, I have not written for them, but let me see if, okay, login. Let me see if I have an autofill here. Uh-huh. No, it's not autofilling the password. Okay, okay. no, no, Ron, I have not. <laughs> I did not sign up for Content Fly, but I've I've heard of them. Have you tried um, it, Ron? Um, what do you think of it? So I'm going to skip the next two lines because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus on a podcast. <laughs> um, Roger that. Uh, hey, Chris, I hate those YouTube videos about making – this is from the EOS Hall writer. I hate the, uh -huh. those YouTube videos about making 100 bucks a day on TextBucker. They also promote using Google to text. <laughs> I, I don't know if I did a video, but I know I did a blog post about using Google's speech to text format and – Oh my God! It is, uh, <laughs> it are was. We, are we, it was totally. Are we talking about? Are we talking about Google Docs? Yeah, that okay. was. Oh Go my ahead. God! Have you ever used it? I have. I I did it work for you from time to time. Oh, geez. Uh, see, well, I couldn't get it to work for shit. <laughs> it was coming up see, with some of the most random comments. Dictation software in general, I think uh, there's a bit of a learning curve. Um. Like you can't just talk the way you normally talk and expect it to pick it all up. Yeah. Um, although uh, Dragon Naturally Speaking is supposed to uh, be like a learning program that learns how you specifically enunciate mm -hmm. certain words and phrases. And so it kind of improves its own uh, um, accuracy over time if, if you enable that feature. Five but with uh, AI return to like Skynet. <laughs> With Google Docs, with Google Docs, um, my frustration with it um, up until recently was that it it would only work for so many seconds at a time, and then it would just automatically shut off. I used to try using it on my phone, and it would give me 10 to 15, 20 seconds, and then it would be shut off. Huh. It would stop listening. Um, and then on my on my PC, I tried it, and it was something similar, but it would shut off a lot. Although lately, like maybe the last month or so. I tried it again and it was not shutting off as long as like I was able to talk. I think I was able to, I did a test where I was talking for like seven or eight minutes yeah. with it uh, continuing to go. But um, in my experience with these is it's, it reminded me of learning to uh, type by touch. Hmm. And if, as we all know, typing by touch is a skill that you have to practice. Oh yeah. And when you first start doing it, it's awkward as hell. It's slower than normal. It's tempting to say, oh, why don't you just write it out by hand? It's faster. But no, <laughs> you know, and I think that's where eventually I think writing will will get largely to that point. I don't think uh, keyboards will be com will completely go away because uh, sometimes it's nice to be able to sit somewhere and not talk, but be able to write just with your fingers quietly. Yeah. But I do think that dictation is kind of like the future for content writers. And um, I, I think, but you have to treat it like a skill that you're gonna have to practice. For me, I've the best results I've gotten with it um, is when I really try to enunciate <laughs> very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and I speak a little bit slower than I normally would. 
And then, of course, speaking punctuation, that's fucked up. Like, <laughs> I can't wait till they have a quick I, – I wish they would make a little handheld device with all your punctuation. They just click the Maybe button. like a – like almost like using a PlayStation controller, you know how you could do like ten different buttons, and yeah. you don't even have to look at it; you just know it because you practiced it, and you could just shoot in the punctuation real quick without having to speak it. Yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's 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 different. It's a different type of you have to speak differently. Yeah. In other words, and um, I I have not gotten to the point where I'm faster than typing. But I have gotten to the point where um, I can do more volume throughout the day or throughout a writing session, yeah. and I feel less uh, worn out. You know what I mean? Like it's – I think – in other words, it, it's helped me get past some sticking points, and it helps me to just kind of – I just dictate, and it helps me kind of – uh, get my brain moving, get past the speed bump, the uh, get past the procrastination a little bit. Yeah. But but so far, um, it's not faster for me in terms of words per minute, but in terms of words per day, I've mm -hmm. I've I've benefited from it from that when I so, do it. Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, that's one only, for one against. <laughs> only recent, but I'm very self conscious about speaking out loud. And yeah. so, like, all these years, I was like, oh, I want an office. So I only, like, this last couple of weeks, I've had an office. So uh, I'm finally starting to play around more with dictation because I can come in here and close the door. And yeah. I don't I don't have to – because my wife is, like, always home when I'm home, you know. So <laughs> – and I use – and up until now, I also had my kids around, you know. So it's it's kind of nice now. So I, I my prediction is I'll be doing a lot more – dictation going forward but yeah it's it's a learning curve it, it takes some getting used to yeah like don't think that don't think that you can just go uh do it just like uh, a regular conversation oh, and it's no. gonna pick up everything <laughs> oh no <laughs> it was... so i know you've you've been dying to rant about your experience with google docs go for it um not really a rant it was just when i tried it uh it was all jacked up <laughs> i'll be uh -huh. I, it didn't close down on me Though I didn't have a single problem with it, no. um, I was able to speak out an entire page uh, before I stopped to go back and check, and it was off completely. Every time I tried to do a new line, it would say Uline, which is a, a shipping company, <laughs> and they kept doing yeah. that over and yeah. over and over. I'm like, no, new, new, new line. line. <laughs> right. And if I said it slowly, it would type out new line period <laughs> oh gosh so i got i was getting frustrated and so i said you know what i'm gonna try to speak as fast as i can and i did and what it came up with was amazing i wish i would have saved it because it was funny as hell <laughs> <laughs> um also um those youtube videos about making 100 bucks a day on textbooker you can I used to, mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of work. I mean, you have to push it hard to get that much. And most of that yeah. was teams and direct orders. Um, stepping into an open pool, making a hundred bucks a day um, right from the get-go. Uh-uh. Uh, it doesn't work that way. I've yet to meet anybody who's made that much from day one. Uh, it oh, takes, yeah. It took me a year and a half to get to that point. Right. And even right. then, I didn't hit a hundred dollars a day consistently. So it 
there's a lot of things that come into play. So when like, I agree with Neo that some of these channels where they say, oh yeah, you can just do this with contact mails and crank out all this money and get rich $500. Like there's one video, I can't remember where it was. It was like a make $500 a day on tax oh, okay. or on contact mails. I'm like, for real? Well, shit. <laughs> they really, they just yeah. got to outdo each other. So like, um, <laughs> what fucking world are you living in? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't no, work I, that yeah, way. I've, I don't want to name names, but yeah, I've seen, I, I hate those ones. Like people that for me, as someone who's written hundreds of articles at text broker and I watch some of these videos and I'm like, you've never used it. Have you, <laughs> like, like do, have you even tried it? Like there was one guy that was like, oh yeah, easily make 3000 a month. And they're getting all these views and all this, I'm like, wow, like, wow, you yeah. know, and I'm just like, shit, man, just try it and see how good you actually get. Yeah. But to his credit, he actually did try it out and he, did not make three thousand a month or anything close, <laughs> no. and he actually he stopped making videos about tech broker <laughs> after that. But but um but yeah, it's uh you know yeah, a hundred bucks a day it can be done, but um that's yeah. gonna take some skill and experience and uh, oh, a lot of work. You got to build up to that. I mean, I had to build up um, how fast it takes me to research stuff. Um, like I would have to learn to write as I'm looking at research at the same time to process the information, to write it in my own words. Uh, there's right. a lot that goes into it uh, to make that much. And oh yeah, it, it, it's, it's a grind. It took me all freaking day. I'm, I've only made a hundred bucks twice yeah. on text Burger in a day. And um, it took me all freaking day long, man. I mean, I mean, we're talking about eight hours of just actual writing time for me. Because um, I was keeping track of it, and it was about eight hours, but that's not even counting all my little breaks in between. Oh yeah, it and all that kind of stuff. Bathroom. You know? I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. The most I yeah. ever made was like two hundred and something dollars in a day. Fifty wow. of that was that's from with direct orders. Um, no, actually, that was for the team. Really? One of them oh, the team. Oh, okay. Was a five star team that paid me fifty bucks for the article. Oh, nice. Uh -huh. I, I did that article inside an hour and a half. I'm like, oh, I wish they were all like this. Unfortunately, <laughs> that team went away after six months, but God, and they only posted like once a month or once every couple of weeks. So it yeah. wasn't consistently always making that much, but those times where I hit like $200, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Next day I'd make like 20. <laughs> right. So it, it fluctuates. There's no way to say that you can consistently make $100 a day. I don't think even... At one point, I was one of the top writers on Dexbroker, and I don't think there's any of us that could hit that consistently for more than maybe four or five days at a time. There's just not enough work. I mean, you have, yeah. like, especially when you're on Teams or the Open Pool, you got probably about two or 3,000 other authors looking at that same work. So you got to grab them and do them right. as quickly as possible. And I've seen Teams would drop 1,100 articles in one day um, the blog team I was on does that a lot. Once a month, they drop 11, 1200 articles. Every one of them will be gone by the next day because there's a thousand something of us grabbing that at work. So when they say they're making a hundred bucks a day, uh, maybe once, <laughs> maybe twice, right. but I doubt two days, more than two days in a row. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I don't know. I've, I've heard of some, I, I, there were some writers that I followed that I think were, were hitting in that range um, consistently, yeah. but, but it's to sustain that uh, weeks for weeks and months on end, very few writers yeah. out there well, could, could 
could make it happen. There was, uh, see, I had my one client would send me direct orders and send me five a day for a year and mm. a half straight. And I would be done by those by five. So, or not five, but by, by noon, uh, get those five done by noon. And, right. um, so right off the bat, I'd make $40 just off that one client. And if you get a couple of those lined up, then possibly I could see you making that much. But uh, to get a reliable client that does that every day is kind of rare. And if it does happen, make sure you do everything possible to keep them. Yeah. I did everything. Right. They, they even told me this is like, this is that client that gave me one hell of a tip uh, at the end and told me that they were going to hire an in-house writer. This is part of the downside of being in a content mill because it's anonymous. So when they wanted to hire an in-house writer, they couldn't hire me directly because that would be against the terms of service of text broker. My account would right. get banned. Their account wouldn't get banned. And so they told me they're going in-house. They gave me one hell of a tip at the end of it. Told me um, good luck. And they loved my stuff and they were sad to see me go. But that's one of the bad things to a content mill, I think. Is, right. Yeah. Well, although that's going to be a... a, a a drawback just of freelancing in general yeah. is clients come and go, they, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, but sometimes you get on a retainer contract and they know that you're a badass and they wind up keeping you for two or three years <laughs> at a time and throw tons of money your way. <laughs> retainer contracts. Oh, I love retainer contracts. Now retainer contracts, you don't get overtime or anything like that. It's kind of like salary where yeah. you're paid whether there's work or not. So there's days where I'd maybe work an hour then there's days where I work 12. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm always guaranteed income. And that's why I like about them is that I'm paid the same rate, no matter what, even like if the company decides to take a lull for a month, I still get paid that same amount. I love retainer contracts. Right. Problem is that they're harder to negotiate and you don't get overtime or um, many more benefits after that. So there is a, you gotta weigh your options. I mean, not everybody would like them, but I love them. So, uh, let's see who else we got. Um, yeah, it's terrible. You have to avoid those channels. They are so misleading. That was from Diana. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doctor Diana Brain says Michael and maybe one other person are the only honest people I've met. Um, I try to be honest. It's, my problem is that I'm brutally honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a right. bit of a dick, especially when I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, back to here. Uh, okay, wait. There was one more. Uh, oh, Ron was asking about Content Fly. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Neo Soul Rider says no, Ron. I haven't written for Content Fly. Ron was saying he learned about that platform a couple days ago. Um, okay. Neo Soul Rider says the ones I've seen never mention the hard work. They make it seem so easy. That is what I hate is the misleading. Yes. Yeah, talking again about the guys who say how easy it is to make tons of money on text broker or wherever else, $100 oh, yeah. a day. Yeah, there yeah. was. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you're not going to walk in making that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, see, so and you got to remember with YouTube, a lot of folks making content on YouTube, they're, they're just looking at um, – trending topics and trending keywords clickbait and they're, and they're making time. clickbait kind of stuff well and and they're they're so they'll they'll do a little bit of research they're almost like a youtube's almost like a content mill in a sense that it's like people that are non-specialists non-experts 
anyone can make a YouTube video, right? So yeah. they'll they'll research, they'll Google how to make a hundred bucks a day, and they'll they'll put together a video. And and I mean, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they that they're trying to give accurate, useful information. Mm-hmm. Um, but very rarely are they speaking from personal experience. Yeah. And so it's like if you're gonna, and so yeah, they end up. Uh, they don't mention all the hard work because they probably never done it. <laughs> they didn't even try it themselves. So yeah, it's like anything on YouTube, on the internet, whatever, in general, social media. It's like when people are telling you how to do this, how to make money doing that. I mean, look for people that you know are talking from actual experience. Yeah. You know, like like Michael's written thousands of articles uh, for text broker and other yeah. platforms. And so when he's, when he's sharing how, how to do it, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, unlike random Joe blow YouTuber. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I can pull up and show you that I've done 5,500 articles on text broker. Yeah. And that's, that's just text broker. That's not including writer access, fiber, private clients, my own blogs, green geeks, I can go on and on. I'm all over the internet. <laughs> Unfortunately, a large portion of that is goes. But yeah, uh, like that's one of the big reasons why I don't have a lot of videos going on right now because I'm not the type of person who'll make a video like say the 10 best, um, well, here we go. The 10 best uh, research tools for keywords. Every one of those tools that's in that video that I made, I actually use. So I don't, mm. I'm not going to make a list off of something somebody else did if I've never used the product. I don't review products I don't use. I don't uh, list anything I haven't actually touched. I mean, I have to come from a position of authority, which is probably why a lot of people trust my word because I've used it. I'm not just going to throw stuff out there for the algorithm or for clicks and views. Right. Um, which is probably why my channel is so fucking small. <laughs> Well, yeah, but that's also I don't why market you got it a, very well. <laughs> you got a devoted following of people who uh, appreciate, yeah, you know, who are actually trying to get out there and be writers, and they appreciate that you're you're giving them real, actionable, accurate yeah. advice. I'm gonna make a beer run real quick. All right, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's why I do what I do. Like I've this past week alone, I've got three thank you messages from people on right. Um, YouTube and on uh, buy me a coffee. So I'm like, I, I do what I do. <laughs> I, I, I'm honest. I, I'm not a type of guy that ask. You can ask Sam. I'm not a very good liar. I hate lying. I hate when I have to like, even if I have to like a little white lie, it makes me cringe. <laughs> I'm like a straight arrow boy scout. Hey, Jermaine's here. How's it going, Jermaine? Um, yeah, I, I try to come from a position of not filling someone's head with false hopes. I don't want to, my biggest fear is meeting, leading anybody miss uh, astray. Um, like right now I've been helping somebody through email, trying to get into text broker UK and the UK version is a lot different than the U S version. They have a, a few different settings that you can use. They have a, a different process of signups. And so I'm like, God, I don't want to like screw this guy's chance up. So I'm like, okay, tell me everything word for word of what they're saying. <laughs> Cause I don't want to, I right. don't want to screw it up. I I'm so 
scared of screwing someone else up. And so I'm like, that's why I research the hell out of everything I do a video about or anything I blog about, because I don't want to um, fuck up your chances of actually su of succeeding. So let's see. Jermaine says greetings. Yeah. I'm going to go to chat real quick so we keep up yeah. with it. I just signed up for Contentfly. This is from Neil Soulwriter. They won't let me know if I didn't get in or not. At least that is what the email said. Well, that's mm. stupid. <laughs> At least Textbooker says no. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, it, right there would throw up a red flag. Like, if you're not professional enough to let me know if I'm not in your system, I'm not going to use your system. It's like with, uh, with Upwork. They denied me. I'm going to be against Upwork forever. They denied me and said that I could reapply. And I'm like, no. <laughs> could eat shit. I ain't going to apply again. I don't need you. Actually, I really don't. <laughs> so, um, anybody, okay, Jermaine asks, anybody write for Dark Blue Ink? I never heard of that. I don't know what Dark Blue Ink is. Um, Neil Soulwriter again, with people trying to make money from home or trying to find other ways to work, being honest, even brutally honest will help more than feed them rubbish. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's why I excel because I'm kind of, uh, um, I, I don't always try to be a douche, but I don't sugarcoat stuff. So if I'm like, like there's been times where somebody said, can you check over my application to textbook or your, you know, your sample article can check this over and let me know what you think. So when they send it to me, I let them know what I think. <laughs> the editor takes over and I say, okay, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Like I'll have a list, a bullet list of all the things you need to fix. <laughs> I'm not going to do it for you though. I work. Okay. Neil, again, I worked for a resume writing company where I also wrote a few articles. I gave them the link to those. Nice. <laughs> reapply they are scholar based writing platform and this is for uh blue uh, dark blue ink nice i like reading scholar articles i love scientific studies um i use them a lot on crossing colorado so yeah that's kind of cool yeah um, i just took a quick look it says they pay up to 15 dollars a page oh wow so that's, I mean, I, if a well, page see, is, I think standard page is what, 500 words? Is that what I, they go off of? I don't know. When, when I'm writing, let's see, Three when, cents a word. when I'm writing despair, 750 words is about yeah, average on per page. So okay. if they're paying 15 bucks for 750 words, that's two, three cents a word. It's not bad. I mean, it's well, comparable with, with the lower end of text broker and actually the mid range yeah. of text broker. I mean, yeah. compared to the direct orders. Um, so, yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, for sc the, the scholarly thing is like got me thinking, mm, I don't know. I, I, I thought scholarly writers would be able to make more than that, but I right. don't know. I haven't looked into it. <laughs> uh, Neil says, I didn't have much luck with Upwork. Neither did I. <laughs> I had some okay clients, but the last one wanted me to write some recipes, but the pay was low for the amount of time I spent. That's one thing by the assignment wrong. Okay. So that's, um, that's one thing you really have to worry about with that uh, content mills is that there's going to be clients who are going to try to squeeze everything they can out of you. Um, you've got to learn how to detect bullshit. Uh, there's, I've had a, I've rejected and blacklisted many of clients. I'm like, 
if I send in a revision and they keep sending it back for this, this, and this, but then they change it, they need this now changed. I'm like, uh-uh, cancel, move on. Because if you cancel an order, it doesn't reflect badly on you in Tax Broker. So if you can detect when someone's trying to soak you for whatever, because they will, tr uh, some will try. Um, some will, yeah. Yeah, cancel it, move on. Like, I'm not yeah, going to fuck exactly. with you. And then what I do is I keep the original article and then I publish it on my own blog. So if they try to publish yes. it, I can DS DMCA it. <laughs> yep. Publish it on your blog. If you don't oh, have yeah. a blog, you publish it on medium.com or on Vocal. Or Vocal Media. Get some money out of that sucker. Yeah, yeah I've done that with gonna, some. If they're not going to pay you, you might as well use yep. it. Um, how does up pages work? I think you mean hub pages. Hub pages. Yes, H-U-B pages. Yes. Hub pages. Yeah, Chris, um, okay, you, so yeah. yeah ahead, I, Chris. You, you've done way I'll more take, than I I'll have. take this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll take this one. Um, yeah, I've been um, hubpages.com was uh, a site. They've been around for over a decade, I guess. Um, they were back in the days of like Squidoo was like their big competitor. <laughs> and they were considered a web 2.0 site. It's basically a place where anyone could could write articles, blogs, whatever, and publish it on hubpages.com. Under, you know, they had hundreds of different categories. And what would happen is they will put ads on the content and depending on the traffic that you get, they'll split the revenue with you. So I, th I think it was like a 60, 40 split, something like that. Yeah. So, um, and then also hub pages over the years, um, allowed their users, the writers to, um, also put Amazon links. Um, and also they did eBay years ago, but I don't oh, think really? they, they discontinued, they discontinued that since then, but you could even link to eBay, uh, sales and make a commission there. But yeah. And if you don't have an Amazon account, affiliate account, and if you have trouble, you've been having trouble getting in, or you're just not sure you could actually get it through hub pages. Um, people have gotten their, I think even their, did they get their AdSense? Well, anyway, oh, no, no, no. You can monetize with AdSense on hub pages, and also they have their own earnings program. Yeah. So you don't have. So even if you don't, if you're not qualified for AdSense or you don't have an Amazon affiliate account, you could just go straight to hub pages, and you can get all of that through them. So um, it's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Um, I like it. I've written, I don't know, dozens of articles for them over the years. I've made a few hundred bucks, I think. Probably in the 500 range over yeah. the years. Every 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 few months, I'll get a $50 payout. That's their threshold. Yeah. Nice. 50 bucks. I'll be like, oh, yeah. and these are articles that I wrote years ago. Yeah. Years ago, barely even touched it. So yeah, that's what Hub Pages is about. It's not technically what I would call a content mill because you still own the uh, the content. You 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 can take the article down anytime you want. Yeah, you can and your name is on it. it. Yeah, they actually prefer you to use your real name. But um, but yeah, so that's the deal with hub pages. I, I would put it in the same ballpark as like Medium yeah. and Vocal Media. It's that kind yeah. of a place. Yeah, Next think, in the chat, what we got? I think I did like three articles for hub pages. I stopped right. Oh, that's they, right. They like took my last article and then rewrote like almost half of it. It's like no. Oh, the editors. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sometimes that'll happen. We don't like that when that happens. Here's a. Uh, Someone Chris, was asking yeah, in chat. Is Chris drinking yes, a, 40? a forty. Yes, he is. Yeah, <laughs> Cobra baby. 
Nothing but the finest. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just stuck here with my fireball, which is almost gone. Um, I am, let's see. At Neo from Run, I haven't had a chance to check my you know, check content fly out. I should have some time tomorrow. I may play right there. Things look okay. Yeah. Um, if anybody has a anybody has any good experiences with other content mills, uh, let us know. Okay, so we talked about all kinds of benefits to content mills. What about some of the drawbacks? I have, I, oh, you got more? Wait, before we do, I, I had a couple more I wanted to add in that I jotted down earlier. So oh, we right. talked about there's there's no pitching. You just write. So that's good. If you freak out about pitching clients, you don't have to worry about that. Um, I also talked about how there's low pressure. You could just pick and choose what you want. Also, you know, and I hate to say it this way, but if you do miss a deadline, I mean, there might be consequences. You might even lose the client, but, you know, usually it's it's not the end of the world, you know, because there's still tons of stuff out there. Um, yeah. I talked about the non-expert, the non-expert uh, anonymous nature of it. And um, we also talked about how you can build skills with it. Um, if you're a non-writer or a new writer, oh, it's yeah. a great way to kind of get your feet wet and you get feedback from editors. Um, but one more thing I, I wanted to add about it was, um, oh shit, no, that was a different topic. <laughs> let's talk about the cons <laughs> since we talked about the pros. of. Uh, let's talk about some cons here. Fail. Okay, you're going to have to leave that in when you edit the podcast. <laughs> No, I'm going to leave that shit in there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, so now I'm curious I'm as to, to what your podcaster. Yeah, I suck now, at this shit. Now I'm kind of curious <laughs> as to what your uh, pro was there for some other topic. <laughs> oh, come no, on. It's okay. Let's go. Oh, no, right. it wasn't a pro. I, I, I put it, I, I, it was in the wrong spot. Oh. Uh. It was at the end of the list of pros, and I actually did cover all of those. Okay. It would make more sense to talk about cons now, and then we'll go into the next the next part. Okay, so <laughs> cons. Well, we covered some of the cons, like uh, um, having to deal with – well, I don't know if that's a pro or a con, because you will deal with all kinds of clients, and you are going to come across some of the most nasty people imaginable. What you got to learn, though, is to keep professional at all costs. Yeah. It'll help you in the long run. Um, if you can keep your mind focused on being a professional and not getting into a shouting match with a disgruntled client, it'll look better. That didn't help at all. It'll look better overall. You learn a trade. Or learn You're a welcome. Yeah. Well, you're going to start doing an ASMR with burps, though. <laughs> what were we talking about being professional i think yeah um let's see some cons so that i really can't say it's a, a con per se because you do learn how to adapt and adjust and know where your limits are if someone's treating you like shit ban them blacklist them i've blacklisted yep. many clients um me too Let's see, cons, definitely, you aren't paid nearly as much as if you get a private client. But like I said, most private clients are going to want bachelor's degrees or extensive experience. And if you don't have either one of those, you're not going to get a private client anyway. And so, um, I can't remember what the point was for that. But let's see, what are the cons? <clears throat> oh, it's anonymous. I got to a point in 2016 where I started feeling 
I want my name on something. Uh, yeah. I wrote a blog post about it, separating the writer from the ghostwriter. And that's why I started writing on Wattpad. I started blogging more often. Um, I wanted something that was me out there. And yeah. with ghostwriting and uh, content mills, your name's nowhere near it. So I can't, I wrote some of the best shit I've ever written on TechSmoker and I can't claim any of it. So it's, it got really frustrating after a while. I'm like, no, I want something that's me. So for the past couple of years, I've been competing with my name in Google search to kick everybody off of it so that I'm on page one. And so far I've gotten rid of one doctor and I'm coming for the lawyer. <laughs> Let's see, All right. Any, another, another, well, con. another, Oh, what you got? Go ahead. What you uh, got? I was just going to bring up how it does in order to be successful in content mills, it takes a shit ton more work on a content mill than it does a private client. Uh, you will yeah. grind yourself to dust on a content mill to make uh, consistently enough to quit a job. I know I've done it and you've got to stay on the ball because if there's just a little inkling of you in the morning first thing and you don't have the motivation, you're not going to get paid. So it takes a strong will to force yourself to do it day in, day out for extended periods of time, years after years. It's it gets tiring. So you gotta that's that's one of the biggest cons I think is that it will take a lot more work to succeed in a content mill than a private yeah. client. Yeah, that's true. And and even though the 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 type of writing that you do for content mills is often it's often a different type of writing than what you would do for a private client. Um, it depends a little bit on the clients that you get on content mills, but for the most part, like you get you get some old school clients that want you to crank out some 400 word, 500 word SEO articles. Yeah. Like some of that is so easy. It is so damn easy that you can you can do two or three inside of an hour. Um, whereas Try doing that with a private client. Like I would feel guilty <laughs> doing that with a private client because I'd feel like, nah, they, they must want something better than this, you know. But um well, but with content are. mills, with con people talk about content mills. Oh, you know, sometimes um other writers will hate on content mills, like, oh, the quality is so it's drivel. It's it's low quality drivel. But you know what? Um not, not all of it. Yeah. Not all of it. And it's like, and I I mean I've I've published stuff for uh, my blogs and for clients that I, I, you know, I was hesitant to even hit the publish button or the submit button. I was like, this is not my best shit. I don't even, I felt like I didn't know what I was even talking about half the time yeah. and I'll send it out there. And it's like, the client fucking loves it. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> that was... or, uh, and they're like showering me with praise and maybe even giving me a tip on it or, uh, or if it's on a blog or a niche site of my own, like I'll get, sometimes content that I'll think this is not good from my blog or whatever. And then I'll get all kinds of comments about, Oh, this was so helpful. Yeah. Da, 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 you know? So it's like quality is in the eye of the beholder. That's true. Um, I, I do agree that overall um, the clients on content mills um, overall um, in my experience have been less demanding. Like they're I've, I've been, I've had so many articles approved 
you know, without question, without yeah. any any anything kicked back to me for revisions. And I thought, man, that article sucked. Why did they even want that? You know, I but you. <laughs> so so you know, some of it is not that hard to write once you get into a groove, and especially you get um, the same topics over and over and over and over and over. And it's like, shit, man, I've written this article twelve different times for twelve different clients. And it, you get in a groove and you can crank that shit out real fast. Oh, yeah. So even though the pay per word is going to be lower uh, than what you would get from your private client, if you think in terms of pay per hour, sometimes you, it can come pretty damn close. Mm. Um, but like Michael said, overall, trying to do it, it's not about having the good day here and there, but it's overall day after day, week after week. Yeah, it's a grind. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest con of it is because you're trying to make and and it's related to the pay it's you know it's uh, it's a grind because you're just trying to pay the bills and it's like <laughs> yeah it's a lot you gotta really you well, gotta really write your ass off with my uh when i first started my spreadsheet i wrote down how much i needed per day i calculated all my bills for the month and i wrote down on the spreadsheet how much i would have to have per day in order for the household to break even that's what the bare minimum I needed to make in order to pay the bills. That's why I shot for every day. Some days I make it pretty quickly. Other days, not so much. Um, but like uh, somebody, who was it? Uh, Ron, right here. You have a good attitude about application. Sex Parker gave me three-star rating. Very little work for three-star writers. Absolutely. That's another one of the cons is that when you first start as a three-star, um, most people are looking for four-star in Texbooker. And so there'll be like thousands of jobs available for four star and like five available for three star. That's one of the reasons why it took me so long to go up in levels because I could only work on whatever was handed to me yeah, or whatever I could grab. And so you got to be fast with it. That's another, I guess that would be another con where you have to constantly keep your eye on that. Cause as soon as those, that work drops, you've got thousand or 2000 other writers grabbing that shit at the same time. So you got to yes. be quick. Yeah. And that is a con for text broker that you can lose your, your, uh, um, uh, your, your status. Yeah. Like, uh, Neo soul writers talking in the chat about, uh, you know, you, you, you start out as a three and then you get up to a four star and then you get bumped down for one stupid little mistake. You get bumped down to three and then you have, there's like no work available for three star writers. So, so it's like, how are you supposed to work yourself back up to four? Yeah to four star if, if they're not giving you any work to do it. So that's definitely a con there. And that is for text broker at some other sites that I've written for the star, they have a star rating for some of them, but like on some of them, the star rating is not determined by editors like text brokers are. Um, some of it is just based on customer reviews. Like five, which is which can be a pro, but it could also be a con because if you look at something like Fiverr.com, like people can abuse the system very oh, yeah. easily, yeah. <laughs> very easily. So I mean, the rating system is kind of a pro, but kind of a con depending on on the situation and how you look at it. Yeah. I liked Text Broker that they do have actual editors rating your articles. Um, and uh, giving you feedback, but yeah, it, it sucks if uh, if you get bumped down to three star 
Because like <laughs> trying to get back to four when there's like no work available, how is that even supposed to happen? That's pretty tough. Yeah. Well, the first time I got four star, I lost it inside of two days. <laughs> right. Three days. Right. And then it took me like six months to get it back. <laughs> oh God. I've had it ever since, but I, uh, I I was so excited. Like I when they told me I was a four star writer, I was woohooing. I even posted on Facebook that I was a bump and pay because I'll be getting better articles. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a badass. Three days later, I got knocked back down to three star. It was like soul crushing. <laughs> it took me six months to get it back. <sighs> I'll try right All right, now. let's... Go oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say no, that no, no. I ought to try... I ought to log in and write an article just to see what they rate it as now. <laughs> Well, you know what? Actually, I should that take would the damn a... five star test and get it over with. <laughs> I passed it. Did you? Nice. I passed it once. Yeah. <laughs> but I cheated. <laughs> I Googled stuff. <laughs> I Googled stuff. So I was like, and I passed it. And I was like, yeah, but I cheated. Yeah. That doesn't feel right. So I, I never took any five star. I never, well, the way it is, I didn't get bumped to five star. It's like you have to take the test. And then if you pass, then you have to contact them uh, uh, and ask them to raise you to five star. So yeah, I, I never bothered. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll once they, even if they raise me to five star, I'll be back to four star within yeah. a week. Well, if you look so, at a five star, there's only like one article per month. That's <laughs> on five stars. So that's true. I don't even. They see don't the get blame. a lot of work. Five yeah. star. <laughs> All um, right. Well, let's talk about content mills. Uh, I think. You had mentioned somewhere sometime content mills not not being the end game. So like what 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 place do content mills have in the uh Grand career things. work cycle of a writer? Well, what I was what I did when I first got signed up with uh with Green Geeks, I would do both. Um like if I wasn't for looking for a private client or um, boosting my information on LinkedIn or when I wasn't working towards uh, something that progressed my um, uh, writing career, I would use uh, TextBroker and TextBroker would just essentially pad the income until something would take over. And so like if you have a private client and you'd write for him for about three months and the job was done, um, yeah, uh, obviously you'd look for another client, but in the meantime, you might as well crank out a couple of articles just to keep that money coming in. So, uh, apply to everything you can, but also know that you could probably spend about three or four hours writing on textbooker to make about, well, four hours for me was like a hundred dollars. So it really, it really depends on if there's any articles there, but if you keep working that way, then textbooker can be like a supplemental income until you land another client. And it, it's, you won't make as much as a private client, but it might help keep uh, stuff from being turned off. So that's what, yeah. like for a while there, I was using textbooker as a, um, as an alternate source of income, just to pad the rest of the income that was coming in. Now to a point where I, just don't have time for it. You know, I make enough money from what I'm doing that I kind of accrue it and I feel bad and I will still praise tax broker. If it wasn't for tax broker, I literally would not be where I am today. So right. 
Um, I will praise Tex Brooker until they do something that fucks up socially. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I, there, there'll come a point where you want more and you're able to get more and you start getting some private clients out there and then Tex Brooker will start taking less and less of your time, which is a good thing because that means you're busy doing stuff that progresses you to make more, to become more. Um, I spend a lot of spent a lot of time in 2016 writing uh, seven I wrote um, predator and prey and beginning of the end all the same year and it'll you get to a point where you're just you don't need it anymore but you know Dex Brooker is a great stepping stone just keep reaching higher I don't know if that I even answered your question <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um um yeah no I, I think it's um a good way of looking at it is uh, for that you could use uh, content mills. Just think of it as one stream of income um, mm, that you're uh, doing, like like you said, many. like a supplement or something. Yeah. Like it, like you don't have to necessarily. Like Michael went all in on uh, on text broker uh, on content mills in general as a full time gig um, until mm. he could make some more stuff happen. And once he got started getting private clients then you'd just kind of switch yeah you just take a little bit less time on content mails a little bit more time on the private client but even if if you're at the point where like for me like i'm so freaking burned out on on uh writing right now like i'm not even setting a goal to try to get back to uh full time on content mills i'm i mostly i just limit myself to either one or two or three articles a day as a goal, or uh, sometimes I'll even just block out a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. and I'll say like during this one hour or two hour block, like like a specific time, like from 10 a.m. till noon. Yeah, that'll be my content mill time. And if I get anything done in that time period, great. And if not, then I move on because otherwise I'll sit at my damn computer all freaking day long <laughs> trying to squeeze out some content. And if nothing happens, then I wasted the whole damn day. Yeah. But if you're looking at content mills as just one little stream and you just devote so many hours to it per week or per day or whatever, and then you can spend other hours of your your free time or whatever on the weekends um working on your blog or mm. doing youtube or doing uh like neo soul rider was doing uh some resume writing uh yeah. for resume writing services whatever or for private clients whatever so yeah it, it doesn't have to be a full-time grind it could just be one little piece of the pie yeah. that you use to keep a baseline of a certain minimum income or just you know think of one bill that you're going to pay every day every month with your content mill work and then once you've paid that one bill, you don't have to worry about it. You can do something else for the rest of the time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've, I, I think of, um, I wrote a blog post years ago on a blog that I've since deleted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to do in the world, yeah, right? delete shit. <laughs> and uh, it was talking, I, I compared uh, content mills to training wheels. And I Ooh, think that's a really yeah. good analogy. I think it's a really good analogy yeah, yeah, is yeah. Uh, treating content content mills like training wheels it's like when you're a new writer or at least new to uh writing for the web 
oh, writing for the web. Do we even talk like that anymore? <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> writing hey, online. We're not boomers. We're generation. We're the interwebs. Yeah, we're it, we're Generation X, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry. So if you're new to that kind of writing, then uh, just like training wheels, it can help keep you from you know it keeps you going and you're able to make some progress on it. But you know you don't want to be. 20 years old riding a bike with training wheels on it it's like yeah. you want to eventually progress to uh bigger and better things although i could probably make the argument too that you know depending on what what you're what you're into you know you can keep content mills going uh for the long term but yeah. um but yeah. it is good to, to use them as a stepping stone to other things um and here's one con that we didn't really talk about okay. with content mills but it's i've mentioned it before it's just the con of freelance writing in general is that it's active income and there's no passive income aspect to it uh, i'm a huge fan yeah. of passive income so i love the idea of of uh well, graduating be beyond content mills and doing more of your own stuff your own blog like getting or niche sites or every so often from hub like pages that. Yeah, or even hub pages. Yeah, it's yeah. like it doesn't even have to be websites you own. It could be medium.com like uh, Ron Kincaid is I think one I, of our subscribers here. He's he's writing on Medium, you know. I think I get like $50 or not $50. I get 50 cents, sorry, on Vocal every month. <laughs> Take it. Woohoo. <laughs> well, hey, but but you've sometimes you've gotten some big tips yes, for 5 I got, or 10 yeah, bucks or whatever. That one week when I started when I wrote hardcore for that one week, I got $25 that week. Yeah, that's so, that's not bad, man. Yeah, that's something. That's not, All yeah, right, so I'm not gonna scoff any kind of money. So okay. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. Okay, <laughs> I'm closing my notebook because I only got nothing see, to look in there. For. Um, going back to chat here, I think we've already answered a lot of these. Uh, Neo Survivor, I know I started as a three, then went to a four. I stayed there for a while, and one stupid mistake and part cost to be bumped down to three yeah like at least you stayed there for a while i was there for three days <laughs> i've seen the work that they offer now for a three star and lower yeah it's some of it is uh um, i've seen a couple actually on textbooker that were for three stars that were like that would be work for a five star what the hell are you doing you know like where they have this mile long requirement and they're requiring like way advanced shit i'm like you're not going to get a three-star right this dude i'm sorry <laughs> right right they but they try to squeeze it because there's a big difference between five cents a word and 1.4 or one cent a word for three-star so yeah man yeah, i know i know the feeling neo um i'll do well <laughs> uh for what i need to do i can't give up on textbooker i just have to work them back into my sources of income for a while yes uh for the yeah. longest time like i did yeah. textbooker okay so when i first started writing i was doing textbooker writer access and fiber at the same time all three tabs were open right. on my computer and i would bounce back and forth grab whatever work was available um, eventually i got so much work so many direct order clients so many teams coming from textbooker that i didn't really need to rely on writer access or fiber anymore. I was constantly busy in textbooker. I did that for four straight years, nothing but textbooker. I made a living on it, made quite a bit of money. 
and I was able to quit writing or quit working at the school district and it, it, everything was going great. And then um, I decided to branch out a bit more and I should have done it earlier, but I didn't. But when I branched out, I started making like five, six times more than what I was making on Textbooker. And so for the beginning of that, I was doing both jobs and I was trying to keep up with the um, direct order clients and the tech of the teens, but it got to the point where my private clients were taking up way too much time and I couldn't really do textbooker anymore. That's the only reason why I stopped is because I'm too busy nowadays and not just with my private clients, but I've got what five blogs, three YouTube channels, a Twitch stream, despair, seven, the ebook. <laughs> like I busy as fuck right now, <laughs> but right. you know, but I keep logging into my uh, tax broker account just to make sure it's still active just in case that, um, because like Chris said earlier, you got your private clients, but th they can dry up like that. So you need to be able to quickly adapt in that situation. And that's why I keep going back to content mills. Yes. If, if I get dropped tomorrow, I will immediately, like I've got four prospects here in the Denver area alone. One of them is, uh, well, Slack. And so yeah. it would wind up paying me way more. <laughs> so anyway, oh, they offered a lot of money. <laughs> but if I did that, I would have to give up everything else. I wouldn't be able to blog or do YouTube channels anymore. But it's six figures. So it's it's almost worth it. Tempting. I love what I do, though. So I don't know. It's really hard. Um, but like if I was to get dropped tomorrow, I know that I can go back to doing text broker or any of the other content mails. I know I'll be fine. I would just have to grind again, which I really don't want to do, but in order to pay the mortgage, I have to. So right. always have like the content mills in my back pocket. I'll still keep reaching for the private clients, but at least I know with the content mills, I'll have income coming in. So yeah, like what Neil said with the, uh, get them back into a sources of income. That's always a good idea. I'm a big fan of diversifying your income, get residual passive income any way you can possibly get it just to make sure it keeps coming in. Yeah. And Neo, I would also add, um, with, uh, with you wanting to get back on text broker. Um, I've written for a bunch of different content mills, several, um, well, I mean, at least five. Um, and con uh, text broker is very forgiving um, for the writers. Yeah. And so the reason I bring that up is don't be afraid to nudge out of your comfort zone a little bit and grabbing articles because it's very easy to scroll through 100, 200 articles, 300 articles and say, nope, 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 I can't do that. I don't know that and not do anything. And then you're just feeling more frustrated, right? So like, don't be afraid to just, just grab one and go for it and do the best you can and submit it. And, you know, don't be afraid to submit it, you know, like, uh, or, or, to, or to take it in the first place and then submit it. Because, I mean, the worst that could happen is the client will send it back for revision because they can't, they cannot, at text broker, the client cannot deny right right away. Um, unless they've changed, but how it's been for years is that, uh, and I'm yeah, at least sure it one still revision is. Request. Yeah, like yeah. they have to send it back to you for a revision request. At least and once. if you, 
And actually, they have to give you at least two revision requests, if, if it, I remember it, right. It used to be, but they changed it to one. Oh, did they change it? Yeah. Okay, so you at least got one shot. And um, so, yeah, so I mean, oh, do they still, can they send it back for a second revision? They Michael? can send it, they can send it back for as many revisions as they want. But, but they, they have, have to give, you, to at give you at least one before they cancel it. Okay, so then worst case scenario is you you write something, you're not, you take it, you're not too sure, but it's like, hey, you know what, give it a shot. You submit it, they kick it back for revision. If the revision sounds like you're going to have to completely rewrite it or you're not, or you're not even sure what to do with it. I've had clients, they say something, they send it back for revision and they tell me what they don't like about it. And it's like, I don't even know what, where to go from there. Like they'll say, <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't like this, your, your voice. I feel like this I read this English? before. <laughs> they, they feel like, I don't like your, the, the voice of this. It sounds like I've read this before. And that was their whole, like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. So cancel. So I, I just, I canceled it. Cause I have the power. I could just drop it. It doesn't yeah. hurt my stats. And even if it did hurt my stats, it doesn't really hurt your stats. Yeah. It's like, eh. you know, so, I mean, don't, don't be afraid to like, just take a shot and write some new stuff, write in some categories that, that are new to you. Maybe some categories of topics on text broker you've never written about. Don't be afraid to go for it. And worst case is, you know, if they send it back for revision and you don't want to take another shot at revising it, you can just cancel it. Yeah. No big deal. There, you were, know? there were articles where there was a few times where I did, God, there was one. I did six freaking revisions. Luckily, the client wasn't trying to screw me. They just wanted it in a certain way, and I just couldn't make this fucker happy. <laughs> right. But Say, Wait, six revisions? Yes, one after another. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, dude. And like, I don't think I would have. the same way. So I'm like, I finally got it go through. And I would have just gave up on it, but it was like a $40 article. So I'm like, I'm going to try uh, to make this fucking happen. I didn't think it was going to take yeah. six, <laughs> but I'm already, wow. after like three, you're already into it. So you might as well keep going. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, now I'm doing it. At a, now I'm doing it at a, just to do it. <laughs> it's out of principle right. now. Right. Um, Lisa. Okay. Back to chat. Lisa James says four star writer. I was writing $60, $60 articles. Nice. Yeah. I've done a yeah, couple good. of eBooks that were that high. I did. Sure. Oh, I did a, my, I did a $75 ebook for a networking company, a major networking company. It was pretty cool. They didn't even put it on open pool. Uh, the managers sent it to me directly because they knew I could do it. Uh -huh. like, oh, see, that's what happens when you're a badass. <laughs> the managers at yeah. text brokers start sending you orders directly without even it hitting the pool. So they sent that to me. I did two ebooks for that company and three or four other blog posts. I mean, quite a bit. But yeah, the ebook was really fun. Um, that's another one of those things where I wish I could put my name on it because it was one of my better works. And uh, that's the way it bounces though. Hey, KDC kicked butt says hello. How's it going, KDC? Yeah, it's a, uh, there's uh if you get some good articles in like uh, contact mails of any kind, you can make, you can make some bank so and there was like a before um before i ended i had one client who felt bad that i was getting paid so low so they would tip me after every article i wrote 
So was, oh, nice. So instead of making like fifteen dollars per an article, I'd wind up making like twenty. So they'd like give me an extra five bucks every time, and I did like nice thirty or forty articles for them. It was really cool. Fourteen hundred cool. words for sixty bucks. Nice. That's very good. So five five a, cents a word. Wait, yeah, wait no four. No, I, I'm not have, a math oh, It's going to be way more than that, man. So I'm taking it as a direct order direct orders can make you a lot of money um with the uh, clients like mine was set to like three cents a word um for the longest time so I, I yeah i think that. that's where i hovered yeah that's where i hovered was right around three cents a word i could take the damn test and raise my prices but i'm like yeah fuck it <laughs> <laughs> i'm too lazy for that but yeah 1400 words for 60 bucks that's really good Nice. That's nice. Good job. See, so there's, yeah, you can get it out there. Four cents per word. Yeah. Here's one thing I wanted to cover is that a lot of uh, experts out there will tell you how um, you can make a dollar or two dollars or ten dollars a word. I've seen it as high as ten. I'm like, bullshit. So I started looking into it. Is that copywriters maybe? Um, they No, it's for um, like gaming blogs and shit. So I decided what? to dive a little bit into ten it. Cents. Yeah. I'm like, Wait. 10 cents a word? I'll fucking do that. So I started looking into it. Oh, 10 cents it. a word. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Actually, no, there was a couple that were a dollar, a couple that were $5 a word. And I think I saw one as high as 10, but I think that was for the health site. So the stipulation uh, okay. was they would limit you to 800 words per month. So you could only write one article a month at that rate. So I'm like... All right. Well, well, take it. Still, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's okay. quite a bit of money for one article one, a month. If you can line up one like stream, yeah, you can line up like ten of those kind of guys, you can make some bank. Right. But they don't. A lot of these people don't tell you that that you have to get more than one client to make that much. So. All right. There's sites yeah. out there that'll do it. They just far and few between. Uh, so, oh, you know, we didn't really talk about um the explicitly the pay range for uh, the content mills that we've worked for um so on text broker um most of the most of the right most of the work available is at least one cent per word for three star writers 1.4 cents a word for four star writers five, five cents, cents a word, word. for yeah. five star and then team orders and direct orders can be anywhere, anywhere. in that range yeah. or possibly higher um what about other uh, is that that's pretty much uh, pretty typical, I think, for content um, mills. Seems like one to five cents per word. Yeah, like writer writer access is fairly competitive with text broker. I was making about the same amount of money on both sites. Um, writer access would only pay once a month though, and so I kind of stuck mm. with text broker because text broker would pay me every Friday, and I have a, a PayPal debit card. So as soon as they paid me money in PayPal, I could access it immediately. Um, right. Like because I can swipe my card anywhere. Um, writer access at the time didn't have as much work as text broker, but they've grown a lot since. So if you're thinking about doing, uh, content mills, take a look at text broker as well as writeraccess.com. Uh, they have a lot of, they've grown a lot in the years. Um, mm. I did fiber, but I stopped doing fiber because I was making more per hour on average on text broker than I was on fiber, like fiber. When I did a, uh, when I was writing content for Clans and Fiber, I'd average between, I would average about twelve fifty an hour. On Textbroker, 
depending on the day, I could get as high as twenty to twenty-five dollars an hour. And so I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So you gotta. But there's a lot more that you could do on uh, on Fiverr, such as adding more. Um, if you added uh, stock photos and stuff like that, then you could charge more. You can charge more for certain services. So there's a lot more right. you can do with Fiverr. But I was strictly writing at that point, and so text worker was the way to go. Um, mm. Higher writers, I didn't make shit on higher writers, and I dumped, dropped them in a heartbeat. <laughs> And I know you like them, but no. I don't. <laughs> I actually don't like them. Oh, I okay. I only I like I only I only recommend them for writers who, um, like for maybe text broker folks who, um, are were not able to make four star or who got bumped off four star and there's no, no work available. Yeah. Um, then I would recommend I I recommend as an alternative a websites like text broker um hire writers but if you're if you're four star and up on text broker um hire writers is like like the back alley of the content yeah. mill game. i would i, I don't I, I would promote standing on the corner of the cardboard box than writing for hire writers <laughs> yeah yeah i i didn't even i wasn't even i was gonna mention but i didn't want to mention the name because i every time oh, i we will say the word <laughs> hire writers Every time we mention higher writers, Michael has to go into a rant about them. <laughs> and then that's going to lead into another rant about some other folks. And we're not even going to go there See, right now. Yep, so uh, yep, we're yep. going to stay on topic. <laughs> I know where let's you're go going with to, that. <laughs> let's go back to the chat, Michael. Where the hell are okay, we? Lisa James, GM website was hiring writers to write about cars for 60000 per year. Nice. Uh, text broker pays wow. twice a week now. Oh, do, oh, that's right. Text broker changed it where you can get paid on Mondays now too. Twice a week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I forgot wow. about that. Okay. That literally means nothing to me because it's and like the paper word is the same. So but it's like, hey, if it if it if that's a big plus for you guys, then hey, there you go. Well, Twice a week. I I like personally I would still wait till Friday, but uh they do have it yeah. now to where you can get out twice a week. And a couple of years ago they also offered a bunch of incentives. Where like if you wrote a million words in a year, you got a free trip to Las Vegas. Um, there was like oh, yeah. I, iPads and shit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you know, are they still if, doing that? I I don't know. It's it's been a while since I looked. But I'm like, when that first came out, I was thinking, how come they didn't do this when I was writing? Because I was doing like two million words a year. <laughs> right. I was cranking right. out content left and right. You you would have had the laptop and the trip, <laughs> oh, to Vegas trip to Vegas. And, uh... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like. Should I do it just out of sheer because I can? Or <laughs> right. I don't know if I can hey, now because I got so much going on. So yeah, I mean you you have to start streamlining. I mean oh yeah, that's, hate to say it, yeah. and and that's and I don't want to derail, so I'm, we won't go there. But but yeah, you, you're not going to take on more stuff. Stop no, that already. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So Lisa, How about I Lisa mentioned. There you go. T take a drink, Michael. Take a drink. I can't. So Lisa it's mentioned. <laughs> What? Oh, no. Here, I'll have one for you. If Sam's listening, she can bring me my fireball. That'd be great. Sam to the rescue. So <laughs> Lisa mentioned that the GM, uh, and that's General Motors, uh, U.S. automaker, GM website was hiring writers to write about cars for 60K a year. Um, and that made me think of, um, for people who are wondering, well, okay, well, what do I do besides content mills? Mm. Um, an easy place to go if, if you're like, 
you're not sure yet about the whole pitching thing and LinkedIn. okay if you if you do want to go that route of cold calling and cold pitching to try and get clients uh who do we recommend on youtube michael we got um uh megan grant megan grant megan has grant. a lot of great emails or a, a lot of great videos about how to write emails to attract clients um i is she i follow her on twitter and instagram um if you could find her channel and throw it up on the dashboard, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, that's uh, she does an amazing job for that kind of stuff. Um, I like Jordan McHale. She does a lot of yep. private client Jordan. stuff. Um, Formerly Jordan Roper. <sighs> look if at in that. case you know her from that. You may pour, but I'm um, not leaving yeah. the bottle. And she, what? Oh, is Sam here? You may pour, but I'm not leaving you the bottle. She says she's going to... Pour me a drink, but she's not leaving the bottle. So anyways, um I didn't say when. Um so check <laughs> out those when. check out those YouTube channels uh if you want to start <laughs> pitching clients. Um if you're not quite there yet and you want something that's a little bit of a hybrid um between content mills and cold calling, cold pitching clients, I would recommend uh problogger.com. Uh, they have a job board on there with lots of freelance writing gigs, and you can go check out the ProBlogger uh, jobs. Also, uh, Darren, um, who runs ProBlogger, um, they post on their Twitter, on uh, the ProBlogger Twitter account. Every day, several times a day, they post several freelance writing jobs on there that are probably in the same pay range or slightly better than content mills, and some that are a lot better. So you could... Uh, click on some of those and you can go apply for some of those writing gigs also. So anywho, um, I can't remember why we were talking about Jordan and Megan. Oh, about we were talking moving about beyond, okay. Moving beyond contact mills because eventually you're going to want to, but I have to say, Hey, Dinesh, how's it going? Um, I do have to bring up how there was one person who thanked me in a YouTube video about how to do better as a four star on text broker. But she was content with only writing for textbooks. She didn't want to go anywhere. She wanted just the one or two articles a day so that she had extra yeah. cash for the weekend. She really had no interest in making a career out of it. Um, that's completely fine if that's what you're into. Yeah. 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 Then those kind of then content mills are great for like fun money. Um, yeah, that's totally cool. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to make a career out of freelance writing on a content mill. And if, if, if anyone listening has never even written for content mills, you don't know what we're talking about too much yet. Um, we're talking about writing. These are like writing short little articles or sometimes longer, maybe 500 words to a thousand words. Some yeah. of them can go 2000, 3000 words, but we're talking about a lot of them are a thousand words or less. And the income you would make would be maybe, five seven bucks <laughs> between seven seven bucks for like a 500 word article yeah 15 to 20 for like a thousand words and up you know so if you just wanted to do like one article a day or or two or three articles on the weekend i mean you're talking beer money yeah you know it's so it's like it, easy beer it, money you too. don't have to be a you don't have to become a writer and make a career out of it content mills are an easy way for non we talked about this non-writers mm you know, can just go in and bang out some, it's, it is work. Writing is a skill. So you're going to have to work at it a little bit, 
but it is an easy way that um, you can just in your spare time, whenever you want, you could look through the articles that they have available, see one that you like, grab one, you write it, you made seven or ten bucks or twelve bucks yeah. or whatever, and they'll pay out most of them. Most of the content mills pay out like weekly or every two weeks. Some of them once a month, but it's cool. I mean, yeah. it's a good way to just get a little extra money too. It doesn't have to be a full time gig or anything. Yeah, uh, you can have a like she had a full time job. I can't remember what she said she did, but she liked being able to just get on after work. Like I used to when I first started. Get on after work, right. grab an article or two, and then be done. And she'd have she'd go out and do fun stuff on the weekend. So I'm like, awesome. Mm. But yeah, she had yeah, no cool. interest in going beyond that. So mm. it's uh, it's great work if you can do it. Let's see. Lisa James writes, I was writing five thousand words and ebooks. Yes, um, I love doing ebooks. I've done like five so far. Um, one for Green Geeks, uh, no, two for Green Geeks, and then three for clients on uh, uh, TextBroker, including the uh, um, the networking one that I did, which I loved. That was so easy. It was so fun. I have a background in computers and networking when I first started writing for TextBroker. So when they sent that client to me, that was like perfect. Like, oh yeah, this is my wheelhouse. Uh -huh. And so I was like, bam, crank it out really quick. 75 bucks like that. So cool. Yeah, we can get that kind of stuff, Lisa. That's awesome. So, but Lisa James here is uh, proof that you can actually make a decent living with uh, content mills. And so am I. Like nice. I said, for four nice. years, I brought in enough money to pay all my bills. I was able to quit the school district. And nowadays, I have my own house. But anyway, I have all this space. So I'm not rich by any means, but I can afford a house. And um, I love what I do. That's all that matters is uh, whatever makes you happy. You know, what did we cover? We covered uh, pros and cons of content mills. What did we discover? That we did, I don't know, but we did a good job of staying on I think topic so. today. Um, I think what I it think is, we did. I think what we it comes better at this. Yeah, what it comes down to is whether content mills are worth it. It's down to personal preference. They can be worth it for yeah. you if you make them work. Um, but you don't have to stick with them. Use them as a stepping stone to something better, like I did. So yeah, or not, or yeah. just, use or them just to use make them some beer money, money for exactly. the weekend. Dude, there's there's so many different people out there. We're all a little different. It's all what works for you. Yeah. I personal, <laughs> I personally <laughs> like said. writing for content mills because. I like the freedom that I have. Like if 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 I don't like if I scroll through 20 art 20 30 50 articles um orders on there and I don't want to write any of them, then I just say no to all of them. I don't write any of them. Try try telling that to a client, oh yeah, a private client who sends you says we need five articles this week and you look through them and three of them you don't like the topic cuz you don't know anything about it and you're a little bit intimidated by it. Try telling them no. Yeah. Right, you can't do that with a private client, but with a content mail, you can. The trade-off is you're not going to make as much money per article, but it's you know what? It, it's one little tool in your tool bag. It's one yeah. income stream. Okay, one of my favorite stories uh, for um, before we go was <laughs> I had a client who would send me articles every day and wanted me to write them in a certain way. Well, one of the uh, one of the things he wanted me to do was to write 
from the perspective of a pregnant black woman. Not only did I do it, but he gave me a five-star rating on it too. I'm like glowing reviews. Like it was the best thing. I was like, okay. <laughs> I love learning new shit. So when I did the, I did roofing articles, like a ton of roofing articles right? for the team. And really? I really got into it. Yeah. It's like, wow, I feel like I could probably fix my roof now. <laughs> I hate doing uh, home repair stuff. Oh shit. I, I remember it. this. Like, ask yeah. my wife. I remember you talking about this. Doing yeah. It. But the my flood? God, I have made so much money writing articles about how to fix shit around the house and landscaping. And I've made hundreds of dollars writing articles on that. And they're good, factual, accurate articles. Yeah. Well, but I hate doing that shit. <laughs> uh, I love researching that kind of stuff. Um, here we go. Lisa James wrote an article on impotence. <laughs> nice. There you go. That sounds exciting. Cars, computers, man stuff. Hey, whatever, whatever you get into, you know, I have written some, I have written some shit that I thought for sure was going to come back. There was one article where I'm like thinking, yeah, this is coming back for revision. I'm half dead, half asleep, hit submit. They gave me five right. stars saying it was the best thing ever. And I think they even gave me a tip. <laughs> like, wow, you guys ate a bunch of shit for that one. <laughs> Um, I want to read that, Michael. I think that was the pregnant black woman article. I can't remember what that was about, but I had to write it on a, uh, if I remember right, it was some, it was an article about nursing or using a breast pump. Like it was something along those lines. It was years ago, but I, I remember it because it was like my favorite, my favorite uh, thing I ever did. And not because it was fun to write, but because it was such of an off the wall, random ass request that they want some white guy to write as a pregnant black woman. <laughs> but apparently I did a fairly good job. So, um, uh, let's see. Nope. Sorry. Can, can what? Can't link to articles we wrote for contact mills. Yeah. That's that's one of the bad things about contact mills is that I can't actually show you the article and say that I wrote yeah. that. So Yeah. Sorry. No can do. But I because we're ethical and shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm good like that. I'm a bit of a boy scout, I know. Uh we did not <laughs> write those articles yet. <laughs> Other articles we read online are actually by Chris and Michael. I have done so much content <laughs> that if you had to look up Virtually any topic in the last 10 years, I almost can guarantee that you wrote, read something I wrote. I have done a wide <laughs> range of shit. <laughs> and a lot of them actually oh, scored no. really, because I'm a dork like that, so I kind of keep track of stuff I write and, in Google search just to see. And a lot of stuff I wrote did appear in the top 10. So I'm like, I bet you probably probably have read some. Yeah, dude, I, I wrote articles about weed and uh, nice. um, what was it? Uh, is it THD? I don't even remember. Shit, I'm a little drunk. I never smoked weed in my life, and I'm writing articles about fucking like weed and cannabis, and because that's what people want. Wrote articles about vaping. I've never vaped in my life, but I wrote art. I yeah. you, when you're a content mill writer, you're a writer. Yeah, you know, you research shit and you write about it, and that's it. Um, 
there's only two subjects that I will not write about in a content mill, and that is Apple products and religion. <laughs> I will not write <laughs> Apple reviews, anything having to deal with any kind of Apple watch, Apple phone, Apple iPad. Uh -uh. If it has Apple to do with it, I cancel the order and say no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I, I have a line. And if I see anything by Apple, and yes, I have canceled direct orders from people looking for Apple product reviews. No. <laughs> Michael, I have to pee so bad. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up then. Yeah. Dude, I got 40 ounces. We got to go, man. Okay. <laughs> Chris Love is going to pin his sound slow. Thank you guys for watching. Have a great weekend. I will see you guys on Monday with Sam. Um, don't forget that we do a podcast every Friday at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Usually sober. <laughs> or at least soberish. Thank you, Lisa, KDC, Ron Kincaid, um, Diana. Diana. Let's see. Neo Soul, Neo Soul Rider. Rider was here. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for watching. And we'll let you go So before Chris pisses his pants. Thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, guys. All right. Good night, guys. Thanks for.